Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 5, Episode 11. It's been too long. We shouldn't have left you this long without a podcast from my guy, our guy, everyone's guy, Taylor Marshall. We're going to talk track, the Indiana Runner series, and uh, what to look forward to this spring. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right, Indiana Runner podcast, Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall. Don't know how long it's been, Taylor, since we did uh, did a podcast. We're going to talk indoor track. The Indiana Runner series is over. The HSR series is beginning very soon here. Uh, you and I were at the Indiana Runner meet for all or almost all of it uh, yesterday, and then a, well, a well-timed holiday. This is like second Saturday, right, because we've got no – no school, no work tomorrow because the president. What'd you do? What'd you do with your second Saturday so far? Second Saturday. Well, I, a couple errands here. I uh, got my oil changed, which is always very fun. Went to the grocery store, play. I played with my dog most of the day, grilled out. And uh, I'm currently rewatching. I probably had an hour to go here, but I'm watching uh, for who knows how many times. Uh, the Godfather. Colin, how do you feel about the the Godfather series? This is just part one that I'm I'm working don't, on. Right? Don't don't ask me about my business, Taylor. Well, all right, very fair. There you go, Colin, the Godfather Altavote out here. Yeah, we just uh, just played some Mario Kart. Shout out Whitney Bevins. I was uh, I always let my son pick the character, but uh, we were Luigi. That's her preferred character. She says. Okay, all right, Luigi's pretty good. Um, I mean. You know, I like Wario. Yeah, he usually likes to be whatever. Like we're 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 trying to beat the game. Yeah. Right. So you win all the different stages. So we won all the stages, and then right at the end, they're like, "Hey, you can play the courses backward." So now we're trying to beat them where the backward. turns are opposite. Yeah. And uh, the most recently unlocked character is Daisy. Okay. Which is like like Mario has Peach. Yeah, Luigi has Daisy. It's like Luigi's love interest. So yeah, but uh, today he said he wanted to be someone that's green. So we we were Luigi. Okay. He it's, actually said he wanted to be a guy that's green. So it couldn't be Yoshi. Okay, I was gonna say is Yoshi. Yoshi was the character too. Cool. Well, hey, uh, speaking of shoutouts, Chad Wallace uh, wanted me to pass along uh, congratulations to the entire Indiana Runner staff. Both uh, he wasn't there in the morning, but I'll attest to this. Both the morning session and the afternoon session uh, ran really well and uh, two awesome meets. So, um, Hey, thanks. And you were helping out too. That helped us run the meet you covered for me in various locations while I did other things related to the meet. I did very little. I I mostly. You collected a a few dollars for a few donuts and you didn't give out any receipts. You give me the money, I give you the donut in the transaction. All unofficial. Government has no idea what we were doing. Uh, no, yeah, Derek is uh, very up on the business. Yes, it's all it is all going to be reported. I can assure uh, you of that. Yes, yes, Mr. IRS man who's listening. All that money is thoroughly reported. Yeah, it, uh, one hundred percent is Derek has counted it and uh, reported it. Um, okay, let's. Speaking of the showcase meets, let's go through. It was the it always is the sprint meet first, the distance meet second. And uh, you and I were were there, but we also coach, so uh, we're gonna go one of each. So give me give me a highlight for you from the sprint 
showcase. All right. Highlight from the sprint showcase, uh, the boys side, uh, senior from Lawrence central shout out to the bears. You know, that's where I went to high school, right? Colin? LC. I did know that you and I went to very similar high schools, but just in different cities, a couple hours apart, but we were there. So, um, LC Bears, Micah Williams, the senior who ran 809 uh, for the 60-meter hurdles. That's um, by far the state's best time. Um, so shout out to the senior at the uh, old stopping grounds off 56th Street. So mine from – so you had a, a boys' performance from the uh, Sprint Showcase, and I had a girls' performance from the Sprint Showcase. This was in the 60 dash. Uh, Jyla Vaden, I, I hope I'm saying that right. I think it's Jyla. Uh, she's a junior at Warren Central. She won the 60 in 768. And uh, I was there all day. You were there most of the day. And most of that time, you and I were kind of hanging around um, in, the, in the same area, talking, talking track as we tend to do this time of year and all times yeah. of year. And um, you kind of mentioned like, you know, we, we want to handicap our own teams as well, but you had mentioned that, you know, Warren, Warren girls, always solid, maybe a little down the last couple of years based on the very lofty standards they've set for themselves over the last 20 years. Yep. Um, but they've got a pretty solid team here and, you know, she won her event um, it's not the best time in the state so far. It's the second best time. But I think that that her performance just kind of typifies that, like, maybe we'll talk about this later on after the break, like, uh, Warren, Warren girls might be back. Yeah, I, I think we will talk about it. Absolutely. I, I would agree. So uh, she is one of many uh, very strong sprinters that the Warriors have this upcoming season. And that's that's where you can get a lot of points. You have, you have an individual like Jyla Vaden or like uh, some of the other girls that they have that, that, that could be a lot more, you know, having the fifth best sprinter in the state is potentially a lot more valuable than having the fifth best distance runner. Yes. It's just hard to do more than one event as a distance runner uh, very well throughout, throughout the whole tournament. Correct. What about from the distance meet? Okay, distance meet, a girl from Floyd Central, Caitlin Stewart, won the 1,200. She ran a 345, a very good time, especially for mid-February. That um, is on pace for five flat for her 1,600, right? That's a five, you know, five flat pace if she were to hang on for another 400 meters there. So, um, you know, even if she slows down by a couple seconds because she's got another 400 meters to go, we're low fives. That, my friend, is a very strong time, no matter when you run it. And um, she's she's been running really well. So uh, she traveled. Thanks for coming all the way from uh, Floyd Central, Floyd's Knob. As, Floyd's uh, not plural, Floyd's Knobs. Oh, I apologize. Floyd's Knob. Is it Floyd Knobs or Floyd's Knobs? Floyd's Knobs. Floyd's Possessive Knobs, plural. That's a lot of S's right there. English teachers are loving this. Um, you know who's an English so, teacher that loves Floyd Central is Scott Litskin. Scott, well, yeah, also starts with an S. We should phone a friend, yeah. Um, so anyway, Caitlin Stewart, uh, shout out for your 345 win in the 1200 five flat pace. Congratulations.
Okay, let's let's get on uh let's get on the nerd corner here. Some some statistical analysis. Okay. 345 flat track 200 track. I'm not sure that matters all that much for distance. No, probably not. Uh now when you get in a, a little bit, but when you get into like 400, 800, 200 it, it matters significantly yep. more. But for 1200 especially at that, you know, 12 miles an hour, I'm not sure it matters quite as much. Would you say what an athlete can do in general, knowing you know nothing about the training of someone, um, periodization of, of whatever they've been doing, do you think that take that time, so 345 extrapolates out to five minutes or, or yes. 501 maybe with the tenths. Yep. About that at the end of the season for 1600, faster than that or slower than that in general? Uh, if a, if it's you're saying hypothetically, if an athlete were to run 3:45 in mid February, could she run? Yeah. What what she above what are we looking five? at in June yeah. or late May? I think uh, at or below five flat. I think you're right there. I mean, you know, again, with with another three plus months of training uh, and better competition, right? People pushing you and you pushing others, right? Um, I think I think you could be right right at or under five. So that leads me perfectly into it was almost like we coordinated this, which on this time we did not. That leads me perfectly into my next into my highlight from the distance showcase, which is Martin Barco the fourth from Martinsville. He went three oh seven in the wow. twelve hundred, and that extrapolates out to four ten. So you're yeah. saying if things go reasonably well, right, that we could be looking at Martin Barco the fourth, a junior, I believe, yeah. from Martinsville at like four ten or faster in in June. I, I that sounds reasonable. I mean, there are no guarantees in life, but that sounds pretty. That doesn't sound crazy by any means. I think that I think that could very well happen. And I know uh, his name stands out as someone who had a, a strong cross country season, um, and and you know previous track seasons as sophomore. So uh, that seems legit. What would you set? We're getting in. We're, we, shout out Scott Lidskin. Here's the second time we'll mention him. This is his thing. Over under. What would you set? The over under for boys this season, not the state meet, but boys this season in Indiana under four ten for sixteen hundred. Under four ten, and remember, it has to end in half. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go over under uh, eight and a half. Okay, I'm gonna go under eight and a half. Well, I mean, I'm not saying they're low low fours, but I, you know, 409 is sub 410. I mean, you know, we could see a miracle mile situation or a state meet situation where, I mean, some of these guys like uh, Matisse, Provenzano, uh, Conway, uh, Burrell, uh, uh, Garrett. Um, I, that's probably, six between the two of us. Barco, obviously. Marco, I mean, so whether it's we're not six or seven right there, and and again, not that everybody will, but and this is just kind of you know, obviously, like you said, we didn't prepare this, but that's kind of off the cuff there. So I'm we're we're not far, maybe, but maybe eight and a half is a, li a little high. But I was thinking more like three and a half. I but mean, 
you know, I'd have to look at how many hit last year. So, okay. So only one last year ran under 410. But I believe that there are five guys coming back that ran 412. Uh, uh, there are four guys other than Cole, shout out, who come, who come back that ran 412 or 413 at the state meet. Okay. It might only be three. But the two we boys from Burbaf ran four twelve and four thirteen, and then Barco ran four twelve or four thirteen. So yeah, you're you're talking me down to more like six and a half now, maybe. I still think I still think it's I'd still go more. under six and a half, but that seems more reasonable. Eight and a half is is pretty. I mean, we're we're in the well, super spike yeah, era. That's obviously that's, that's obviously got to be part of it. Yeah. What about personal highlight? Uh, personal highlight from the distance slinging the donuts. Well, that's that was really where it was at that. And then, uh, you know, learning that you secretly put ketchup on the bun, not on the dog. Yes. Yes. She was she was very what was I can't remember. I, I remember she went to Gary West, but I can't remember what her name was. Kayla, maybe. Uh, but I think it was funny. Kayla. You told her she's gonna be the president someday. Yeah, well, she she's got the politician thing down already. We're 20 years away from that. But. Yeah, beyond that. Uh, personal highlight from uh, the team that I coach. Shout out to Ella Gaddis, who uh, had a big PR. She ran a five seventeen and change for the full mile. Um, you know, so that converts about a five fifteen plus, and that uh, would be about a six second PR for the sophomore. Um, so shout out to to Ella. My. Personal highlight. Here's my guy. I think I've mentioned him before on the podcast, maybe. Uh, you know, it's strange that Derek and I, I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago, did the 100th Indiana Runner podcast. But somehow I actually went through and counted how many you and I have done, and it's 1,300. Yeah, that so seems I, I don't know how it works that way. Yeah. Um, Hayden Nagel. He's a okay. junior yeah. uh, at, uh, at Carmel. And uh, he's one of my one of my little guys, even though he's a junior. One of my little dudes. First meet we had, Hayden's built up eight mile PPM at times, you know, eight mile hard run, which is by definition not easy because it's a hard run. Uh, continuous. So some of our boys, I told them uh, if you if you want to run the Indiana Runner opener which was what, four weeks ago from yesterday at Taylor. It's like, it, it'll be a good meet. You go run. We haven't run hard yet at practice. We're just building up our mileage. But if you want to do it, you can. I think we had like 14, 15 boys to it. He runs 452 high. So 453 essentially for yep. the 1600. Yep. Yesterday, my guy Hayden runs 441 high for the full. So 440 nice. for 1600. So he takes off, you know, Let's let's just kind of round that and call it 13 seconds. 13 seconds, yeah. And that's that's the best time he's ever run by a, a second or two. Yeah. And I think you and I had talked after the meet and said, like, wow, a lot of our kids ran either their best time or right at their best time. And this is the typical distance coach thing to say, right? And yeah. we haven't we haven't done anything yet. We haven't done any track work. We haven't done any hard workouts. We've only right. been doing our our what we would call PPM, like our threshold runs. Yeah. Right. Our, our hard extended runs. It's essentially all that we've done. Right. And kind of what we came run, run hard once was, or twice a week. One, one is the, the harder PPM threshold kind of thing. 
The other is maybe a race like last week here or the Saturday right. was the race or the long Outside run of that the long run. Yeah. Just kind of building the mileage, you know, or, you know, maintaining that mileage throughout the week. And we, we had a lot of boys and a lot of girls. And I've, I've heard from other coaches too. I was texting with Gabe Porras today. Um, talked to some of the other coaches at the meet, uh, you know, talked to Andy Cowan a lot as usual about it. Like a lot of kids ran their best times. And that's the natural thing to say, like, oh, imagine what we're going to do when we get to that speed work. And maybe that is the case. Um, but also it's like, well, let's not ignore the fact that we got a lot of value out of these these hard extended runs, these threshold runs, the PPMs, as some teams would call it. Well, depending on how you yeah. define your team, how you yeah. define your training. Uh, it, I, I actually did some math here. So that was um, – you know, one race apart, he took off 13 seconds, right? He keeps doing that. Yes. So if we extrapolate yeah. that out, he yeah. only needs to do this another three or four times this year to um, to break four minutes. And, you know, this makes sense because I, I, have, I have my ear to the ground. And yeah. I actually have heard some people speculate that perhaps a Carmel student this year, a student from Carmel High School, yeah. could become the first Indiana uh, high school boy or or girl, honestly, first Indiana high school student to run under four minutes in, in the mile. And yeah. I've, I've done the math and now we only need to have Hayden run like the full mile. I mean, did the full mile yesterday. It was 441, so 13 seconds. Right. We only need to have him do it like 3.2 times to run under four minutes, so. I wouldn't recommend the point two part. I would at least round to get to four. But um, I also, more importantly, though, Hayden would break for 10, which would put <laughs> would him on my list out. and propel me closer to that uh, over under mark that we talked about. And so. also, if he, you know, kind of selfishly, if he broke 410 this year, I would consider myself the best distance coach of all time. I, and, there, and honestly, it would probably be deserved at that point. There would be an argument for that. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure you me salazar i don't yeah that's, that's probably you want to be you want to be in the same uh sentence as alberto salazar mark wetmore uh I don't there know, you go that's lydiard saruti yeah okay um cool we are at the end of the um club portion of the season and the hsr portion of the season is going to start uh, two weeks. Although uh, our first meet is March fourth, there are other meets before that, right? Aren't can't they start like that that Monday or Tuesday? They could start, I think, technically that yeah, that Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I don't, I don't. So know there may be meets on the yet. There may be meets on the twenty seventh or the twenty eighth. Uh, there could be yes. There's probably some at Bloomington. They they tend to go early. Okay, exactly. here's what we're gonna do: rapid fire. If we want to talk about it, we will. If we want to keep it moving, we, we will because there's there's a lot of events on here. We're going to go through our leaderboard. We're on the some... schedule March 1st, Wednesday, March 1st, uh, and it is at IU. At IU. First, uh, first HSR qualifier, yeah. So here we go. Uh, give some recognition to each of our leaders so far, and some of these events are contested at HSR in the HSR meets, so these times will probably improve. Some of them are not, so we may not see a new leader in the 200 or the 400, although I think the Bloomington meets have a lot of open races as well as 
Um, although some of these, I believe, like the boys 1600 is, is probably probably safe for this rest of this indoor season. Uh, boys first year, right? Because it's odd. 23? Yep. Okay. Uh, boys leader in the 60. I feel like this guy is – how is he still in high school? He's been good since he was a freshman, I guess, and I just lost track of how old he is. Uh, Josiah Rogers, a senior from Park Tudor, 685 in the 60. He's one of two boys under seven seconds in the 60. You're under seven. That's pretty legit, right? Very legit. Yeah. Especially at this time of year, right? We'll see a couple of boys break seven at the HSR finals, uh, but already to be well under seven minutes is, or sorry, seven seconds is very impressive. Seven minutes is more like my time in the 60s. Yeah. You, you could break seven minutes. Girls 60. Uh, Ramaya Elliott has graduated. This may be the new sprint queen in Indiana. Lyric Steele, a junior from Charlestown High School, 757. Yep, got to watch both of those kids you just mentioned race uh, previous Saturday down in Louisville. It was awesome. Boys 60 hurdles. This is, uh, he's he's a good hurdler. Uh, Knox Willis from Zionsville, a senior. He did that at the Eastern Invitational, which I believe was in Louisville. And uh, he is tied with the athlete you mentioned earlier um, from Lawrence Central, Michael Williams. Both of them, they get 826. Michael Williams did that yesterday at our sprint showcase. Knox Willis did it at uh, in Louisville. This is an all-time Indiana indoor record. She was the state champion in the 100-meter hurdles last year. Rachel Maringer from Forest Park High School, 855, Taylor. 855. She's nearly a full second ahead of second place. Yeah. I mean, she's she's been killing it the past couple of years here on the hurdles. So um, we're watching, obviously, something incredible, right? Best time ever in the state history. 200. Uh, this happened at Louisville. We talked about how that is a banked track. Uh, helped him out. Uh, although he is more than a half second ahead of the field, and that is the 400-meter state champion last year, Nair Nuwash Campbell, a senior from Plainfield, 21.92. On the wow. girls' side, Lyric Steele, again, the top time in the 200 as she was in the 60, 24.14. She's almost a full second ahead of the field, and she's uh, 1.6 seconds ahead of third place. Yeah, she's probably going to win a couple of races at the state meet, I'd imagine. Safe bet. Maybe we'll get into that later. Maybe. Uh, boys, repeat here. 49-42 for Nair Nuwash Campbell from Plainfield. He did that at the Louisville Indoor Games. Is that the same thing as the Eastern Relays? No, uh, that, they happen. Same track. but Same location, yes. Sub-50. Sub I Dude, I don't care if uh, you're doing it on the moon. Sub 50 on an indoor track is very fast. Uh, yes, that is fast. That is incredible, especially, again, I mean, whether indoor, outdoor, bank track, well, whatever. If you're if you're doing it on the moon, it would have to be indoors. Uh, it would be slower, more than likely, if you're outdoors. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Um, okay, we're talking about the gap here. This is nearly a four-second gap in the four hundred. Caitlin Henselmeyer, senior from Center Grove, 55-19 in the 400. She's been killing it. She has the yeah. second best time in the 200. Boys 800, uh, the well-named Colin Lacomic, a senior from Westfield, 155-68. You think that's why he's so fast? Because he's got the name Colin? 
it didn't help me out as much as it's helping him if that's the case. Is that what you split on the four by eight for Snyder your senior year at state? It was not. Okay. But it did start with a one. All right. Well, that's good. Got that going for me. Yeah. Uh, the girls 800 Gretchen Farley from Park Tudor. She's a senior 21084. She did that at uh, Notre Dame yesterday. She's nearly six seconds ahead of her closest competitor uh, who also did it at the Notre Dame uh, meet yesterday. Incredible. 210 right now. My gosh. Uh, this proportionally, this actually may be the biggest gap that we have in the 1600. This is also an Indiana indoor record. Cole Matisson from Carmel, shout out. He's a senior, uh, in Boston at the new balance indoor grand prix 406 25. That's converted from a full mile. Uh, I don't know exactly what his time was for a full mile, maybe five minutes or whatever. It's, I don't know how the conversions work. Yeah. Uh, on the, uh, next closest competitors, there were three other boys under, uh, 420, so two 417s and a 418. Uh, girls, uh, Joey Rastrelli, the only sub five thus far, 459.55. Uh, it says the lab meet. Do you know where that was? Yeah, that was up in Michigan yesterday. So, uh, she Grand Valley, he did there. You know, uh, I'm not 100% sure, uh, but I know that it's competing up in Michigan. So, um, sub five performance there. She's been running really well this uh, winter. And I think we'll see a few more big names join that sub five club on the girls' side shortly. 3,200, uh, 90452 for Will Conway, a junior from Floyd Central. Uh, that was at that, that new track in Louisville, uh, the Eastern Indoors. You were at that one, right? Yes. Uh, his counterpart on the girls' side, Addison Canablo, 1048.99. She did that at our meet at Taylor four weeks ago. Shout out to our meet at Taylor. Uh, Addison goes to Homestead. She's a junior there. Um, Conway's got 13 seconds on the field. Uh, well, 12 and a half to his closest competitor, which was 917. And uh, Addison has 22 seconds to her closest competitor, uh, who ran 1111. Uh, Floyd Boy is going to be a title contender. Uh, high jump, six, eight, and three quarters. Caden Stewart from Floyd Central. Uh, the second best clearance is six, six from Bodie Gilkerson, who I believe did win the state championship last year. He goes to Plainfield. Uh, the girls' side, Kaya Crook from Heritage Christian has cleared five, eight. Long jump, Amari and Sanders is senior from Warren Central, 22, four. That was at one of those uh, meets at UND. They have a lot of meets, uh, kind of open, I suppose. College kids, high school kids. Uh, do a lot of competing at those 19 one and three quarters from TJ McKenzie, who goes to Fort Wayne Northside high school. 19 feet is really good, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So glad to see she's back competing after, uh, you know, not last year. So didn't miss a step as they say. Whew. It's a strong year in the shot. Yeah. At the Warsaw, uh, Two different Warsaw meets here, actually. The best uh, effort, 65 feet, four and a half of an inch, and that is the well-named Colin Wilson, a senior from Hamilton Heights. Uh, and then Luke Hines, a junior from Heritage Christian, has thrown 64 feet, four and a half of an inch, and I believe he threw something else in the 64s at our meet. 
um, at at Taylor. Uh, on the girls' side, 46-10 from Shelby Wingler from Center Grove, and that's the best toss so far this year. And there's a, also a 46-3 from Amari Jackson from Greensburg. How does periodization of, of training and performance work in the shot? If, if a boy is thrown 65 feet in January or February, like what – what might we see him do? What might we reasonably expect him to throw in June? 68 feet? Is that too far? 68 was the feet? number that immediately came to mind. Yeah. You get a little bit stronger. You know, you've got, uh, you know, with the shot, I mean, obviously you can do a lot of practice indoors with that. Um, so it's not like you're just going to pick it all up again back outside. So 68 sounds reasonable. Hobo. This was last year's state champion, 16, five and a quarter. Cody Johnston, a senior from Hobart on the girls' side. I think she was the state champion last year. Can you confirm this? Kaylee Swart, a senior from Cathedral, 13 feet and five inches. Do you know off the top of your head? She was not, but she placed fourth. Okay. So among the contenders, certainly the, this year. Yeah. And she is the top returner from. Okay. Year. That must be maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm on my Marty McFly here. Got my sports almanac. Uh, real quick on the relays, I, we haven't seen teams put their relays together necessarily. We will see that over the next over the next several weeks. Uh, so there's not a lot of relay performances on here. Boys four by two, Bishop Chatard one thirty four. Uh, they did that yesterday. In fact, um, all of the leaderboard performances were from our meets, and uh, the top four were from yesterday on the boys side girl side 147 from portage they did that yesterday at our meet at wabash here we go taylor this is the one i'm sure that's making waves all over the state yeah boys four by four 337 the team from carmel yesterday with a blazing 53-3 anchor from all our right. boy andrew sebelo sebelo we're in these streets 53 what 53-3 all right buddy there we go Girls four by four, Portage four twenty-two. Uh, there are no four by eight performances yet that have made the cutoff. Uh, but wait till March 4th. We'll talk about that later. Uh distance medley. This is this is a really good time. Uh Bloomington North boys ran eleven flat yesterday. Yeah. Shout out to the distance showcase for putting together DMR and giving us an early preview of what the HSR series might look like on the boys' side there. And uh, you mentioned them earlier, the girls from Floyd Central, 1248. 1248 is pretty solid, right? 1248 is very solid, yeah. I mean, and, you know, they had a really good relay last year. Um, with They won, they won at HSR, right? Right. And then you've got, you know, again, you, you lose your strong anchor, but, um, you know, they've been able to develop uh, some of these younger girls like, Stewart like little and uh you know they haven't really missed much there well the dmr right so that those those two legs make up 70 percent of your relay rather than the typical 50 percent. so if you're strong on those on those two parts you get someone who's solid in the in the 800 you know and then you just the 400, 400 I, doesn't matter doesn't really no not really 10 percent of the relay and what, what are you going to differ three or four seconds that can, you can easly make that up in the first, yeah, first lap of the 
first couple laps of the of the 1600 anchor yeah. uh cool all right well we've we've got more stuff to talk about and we are going to do that after the break Are you dealing with a running injury or in need of some treatment? Contact Jacob at Tempo Sports Rehab, conveniently located off of the Monon in the city center of Carmel, Indiana. Find out more information at temposportsrehab.com. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. And we're back. This is, I don't know, this to me is a super exciting time, right? Like I, we've talked about how it coaching, like, especially coaching two seasons really kind of keeps your life balanced. Like what is more exciting than these March track meets? Yeah. I, mean, I think the, the, start, meets, but. the start of anything and the start of the season and sports, I think is particularly exciting. Um, you know, when you're coaching involved, there's another aspect to it. And, you know, maybe you have a, an inkling of how your team might be, but you never really know, or, you know, there's a lot of optimism surrounding whether it's the kids and their goals that they have personally, you know, maybe a time or a certain mark they want to hit, um, you know, or as, as a coach, you, you may have some of those things for them, or maybe as it, Hey, our team, you know, I think we have a team, we could win our conference this year. I don't know what that's like. We have a team that might win the sectional this year, right? Or we're going to compete for a state title. So, I mean, this is the time where people are really excited about what they have and still a little bit, you know, there's, a, you don't really know what the other schools have, right? I mean, you, there's a little bit that right. we read about the past yeah. couple months, but you don't not truly know until maybe not even this first Saturday in March. Maybe it's going to take at least one more Saturday to, to really know who's got what. It's a, it's a time of high optimism because you don't know what the other teams have and what it's really about in, in sports in individual sports where it can be measured tangibly measured for each participant is it's about improvement. And when your kids are improving, that's exciting. Yeah. And then there's some realization later on that like, well, we're probably not going to sweep all of this, all of our events at the state meet even though our kids are doing a good job in, in, in getting way better. Right. Even if one kid's taking 13 seconds off every time he runs a mile, I mean, that's still just one event, right? I mean, you know. Right. Although if he keeps doing that, I'd like his chances in some of the other ones as well. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see how that PPM goes on Tuesday afternoon. There we go. All right. You've got your uh, teams to watch. So we're going to talk about some various teams. It's very early to project this. This is uh, kind of a, a combination, I suppose, of last year's results. And then maybe looking around a little bit this year, but we just haven't seen enough really to know, um, especially on, on the girls' side. But even on the boys' side, you know, maybe the top two athletes in the state, uh, or, or who I would project to be the top two athletes in the state, we'll get to that. Um, we haven't seen that that much from from the very best so let's yeah. uh how many boys teams you got to watch i got three boys teams to pay okay. attention to. And, and like you said this is it is heavily based off last year and we have a little bit of inkling from 
a couple of performances uh, here in, in February and in January in particular. But even those uh, performances are from kids that we know are legit because yeah. they won their events last year at the state meet. Yeah, these are these high are, school. Thank yeah, you. these are known, known commodities here, right? Um, Plainfield, defending state champs. Uh, they're, they're good. Probably the best individual athlete at least for for what you want to look for in the state meet here in Indiana. Yeah. Um, so that's a, I, that's a good way. Paul Pierce is what we brought. You. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. For the state meet, he might be the most valuable athlete. When you're yeah. talking about all time or legacy, he's probably not. Right. Yeah. So Plainfield is the defending champs, and and obviously another one to look out for. Uh, in the same respect the the defending runner up right so Never. so let's say i'm playing field for a second yeah Plainfield's got back nair nuwash campbell yes he won the 400 yep I, I would say that probably makes him likely to win the 400 this year since he's the won best in the state year. at it right now he was pretty high up in the 200 i don't know that he's a lock to win the 200 but he's certainly a contender sure last year he entered the 100 he didn't make it to the finals I'm not even positive he made it to the state meet, but he didn't score in the hundred at the finals, at the at the state finals. Right. And their four by four was second, but I think they have all four guys back. So we could be looking at that's 30 right there, right? Right. Plus if he wins the four and the two, and they win the four by four. And then do they put him in the hundred or do they put him on the four by one? Do they have do they have the other, you know, the other uh the other legs to to run it? contending four by one possibly you just concentrate on three events because then you know like hey if we do these three events that's 30 we're going to take that to the bank yeah well they're going to graduate two of their or they did graduate two of their four by one guys from last year it, but uh, he wasn't on it he was not on it so then you you just find maybe one more solid leg uh and they they could be high. And it's not it's not a it, it's not three thousand students but it's not nobody in that school Correct. And there's probably a lot of excitement around the track program. I, I would hope so. I mean, the so first could you find time. some guys in, in sprinting isn't exactly like distance running where like, yeah, this guy's been doing it for four five, six years. And now he's one of the better guys in the 3,200. Like, yeah, you just you find some fast guys. And teach him off. Yeah. Who's never run for you before the football team. They're excited about, you know, wanting to be a part of something special. I mean, this is the thing about, high school kids or maybe just human nature in general that people want to be a part of something that's successful. So if you have built that through a state championship out of school, like you said, that's not, it's not nowhere, but, but it's not a rich history of winning all the time. Right. So this, it should create buzz in the hallways and kids should want to go out and for the track team, because if you play another sport or, or devil's advocate here is the coach at Carmel. Maybe not. Maybe not bother going out for track this year. Well, well yeah, maybe. Uh, but if you're a Carmel kid who's listening, who's never been out to track before, uh, and you play a different sport, you know it's gonna you're gonna get faster. You're gonna get more explosive, and that's gonna translate no matter what other sport you do. I, you know, it's what it's all about, man. Um, state champion in the high jump is back. Yep. And uh, a hurdler who's good at both hurdle distances, which is is not always a given. 
even though Indiana does the three hundreds, I mean, the four hundred would obviously be much more challenging uh, to be good at both of those. That, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Plainfield's a Plainfield's the number one team, right? Yeah, Plainfield number one team. The runner up from last year, Brownsburg, also strong in sprints. Right, we're seeing some of that on the leaderboard on the boys' side already. But Plainfield can... also had a boy finish in the top twenty at the state meeting cross country. Can he give the? It's a strong year in distance, but. Could he give them something in the 16 or the 3,200? Could he give them seven? And may that be the difference over, you so know, Brownsburg. You Carmel, seven Florida, points or place seventh? Place seventh. Couple. Okay, place there seventh. we go. Place seventh and score a couple points. I I wouldn't see – no offense to him, but I don't see him scoring seven points because of how loaded the, the field is. But he could be seventh. Could he be seventh? Could he run 9-10 and finish seventh? Yes. Seems, seems legitimate. So back to Brownsburg sprints and throws. Two guys in the throws for Brownsburg. Um, relays. Big. Brownsburg and, is you know, begging for relays to be worth double, right? Yeah. They're um, going to be solid in the relays. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to change it to double this year, but. No, but there are double Hoosier State relays coming up here in a few weeks, but. Um, oh, I know it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Brownsburg. And then. Uh, a team that was uh, high up there and a team that uh, – Real, real the- quick before we yeah. move on. Brownsburg boys cross-country job is open. It is. That is – you and I will not be applying, so that's not what we're talking about. It. Oh. Um, that, is a very, that is a very interesting job as a team that has made the state meet only once, growing area, and potentially we talked about Brownsburg being – this is a school, maybe the number one school or the number one program, boys or girls, that could be benefiting from this realignment. They could have some sort of path that makes it much easier for them to get to the state meet. But they've been, you know, they've only made the state meet one time, but they've often been the best or among the best teams not to make the state meet. And they've been right there probably like the last two, three years. Yeah. I think that's very, very interesting. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll keep you updated, people, on who is taking over there. Won't be you or me. No, it will not. We got a good, we got a good thing going. I'm not. I'm not leaving until they drag me out of there. Uh, and well, then speak- yeah. it's only well, February. <laughs> there's still time. Some might hope. Um, speaking <laughs> of uh, where we coach, Carmel is my third team on the boys' side to pay Shout attention. Out. To. Shout out. They were a couple points away from runner-up last year. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we've heard of this uh, kid, Cole Matisson, uh, who, who is not bad. Uh, so he's he's going to score big distance points. Uh, the depth on the relay on the 4 by 8 uh, We'll see what the 4 by 4 can do. A couple sprint points there uh, on the distance side, particularly discus. that 4 by one discus points. So or Turner in the high jump. Yeah. Keep going. You got anything else there? That's good. A long jumper. Yeah. But when we get into high jump and long jump, the disc, but but not uh-huh. as much. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about fickle points here. Um this is this has been a topic. I've I've actually never heard anybody. How long have we done this podcast? It's either it's between like two and 17 years. Let's go how, old we, how old am I? How old are you? How? I'll be 32 in April. So, what year is it? 
Um, so I didn't, obviously I didn't start this podcast to talk about my own team. I, I started this podcast because we found out during COVID how easy it is to make a podcast. Um, which is a lot of times just me and you talking on zoom and then we're like, Hey, we could record this and turn it into something. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I, I am the, I'm the boys distance coach at Carmel and I have been for, uh, I, I don't know, 35, 38 years, something like that. Um, but if I want to take a step back from that, I would say it's hard to win the state championship not impossible, but it's hard to win as a when your points are are distance based. It's unlikely, highly unlikely. Not so. Impossible. But now, also, if you score fifty points, you're you historically you're getting into likely territory. So, yeah. if you're talking thirty some in the distance, can a school of fifty four hundred kids cobble together another fifteen points, and and do that? Um, One year, yeah, I'll do. Let me let me go back. So, what year would that have been? Carmel won three consecutive state championships on the boys' side 2015, 2016, and 2017. And in 2018, we had a team. This is in 2018, Avon won. They should have won, and the 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 main they had a very very good overall team, but Avon was very um, centered on one guy in particular. Oh gosh, you may know he ended up going to Wisconsin to play Isaac Garendo. Isaac Garendo was his name. Yes, we were runner up that year, so I'm I well remember. And uh, the other strong athlete they had, Keith Abramson, went yes. on to Wabash, who I happened to see at the meet yesterday. Um, so Avon, Avon won that year and, uh, they scored like 60 some points or whatever. We, the way they ran the same, we were never going to, but we thought we were a contender, but we were so heavily dependent that year upon distance. And it was like one of our guys that we would have needed a really big meet from was in three different races. He's in the four by eight, the open eight and the four by four. Um, we had a couple guys in the 3,200 and that just happened to be the year that the 3,200 was so compact. And I was like, we could go one, two, or we, we may get no points from that. And we ended up getting third. And I think 10th um, it's just, it's really hard. It's hard to win, but it's, it's especially hard if you're like, okay, we need, a couple guys, a couple of distance runners to give us points in multiple events. Yeah. Very. Now I'm also I'm also going to spend the next you know 16 weeks trying to figure out how to do that. But right, right. Very, very few distance kids, whether it's on the boy side or the girls, can can put up big points in multiple events. It's just it's just so demanding and so difficult. Now, to be fair, because I'm not like, oh, he went on the podcast and he was just talking his whole team down. He's just trying to do the nobody believes in us. Like one of the kids from Carmel won two events last year at the state meet. So the odds of him winning two events this year at the state meet are decently high, not a hundred percent, but decently high. So yeah. And it's a and it's a deep, it's a deep group. I don't think that's I don't think I'm breaking news on here. There you go. Girl side, we ready? Yep. 
All right, a couple teams uh, in, you know, I don't know, maybe no particular order, maybe a particular order uh, to look at from last year. Uh, let's start with Noblesville. They okay, were... so it's a particular order. It's you particular... want Noblesville first. All right. Yeah, yeah. The boys was a particular order. It was, yes. To be fair, the boys was. Um, Noblesville, runner-up last year. Uh, Noblesville. They're, they're the favorite. They're the favorite. They're the favorite. They're the favorite. They're the number one team in the state right now, I would say. Um, uh, not just – they're balanced. I mean, they – they are a, the state champs from cross country this past fall. Um, so they're going to have a four by eight. That is a contender. They will have an opportunity for possible distance points, more likely in the 800, possibly 1600 or 32, but you know, we'll see. Um, but regardless, there's that throws. They've got one of the best throwers in the okay. state. Let me, let me pause here. They don't have a superstar. For distance. Wow. So yeah. did did Noblesville have a did they have an all state cross country runner? Or, or was their first like in the high twenties? If they had one, they were in the high twenties. Okay. Well, high twenties right wouldn't outside. be all state. Yeah, yeah, right outside. I think they had no one. They were all no nope, nobody in the top twenty five. But so they didn't they weren't like nope. So the the winning girls team. And the winning boys team in cross country were polar opposites. Correct. So they're Noblesville state champion in cross country, but no star. Right. But they do bring back again, all four from their third place four by eight and two qualified in the open eight. Sure. Who may not be big points, but could be three to five points to combined. And but we're talking probably let me say, let's say I set the over under at 14 and a half distance points for Noblesville. Would you go over or under? Under. Okay. Sorry, Becker. Is he listening? Well, not right now because we haven't published it yet. No. He may be later. I'll see see what my phone rings later. Um, so uh, yeah. So, but, but it's, they're but here's, a- here's the thing though. Like, obviously you, you know, Aaron pretty well. Um, like it's so hard to score in an individual event at the state meet because yeah. you need to finish in the top nine. You need to be one of the nine best kids in that event on that day. Now, Kennedy, Farley, Sutherland, Cridge, there's already four top nationally elite distance runners score. And they're, they're going to factor out through through two of the three different events, probably. And that that makes it really tough to score that, you know, to get double digit points from one person is exceedingly rare. Yeah, it's, it's tough. So but luckily for I think they're the four by favorite. They're certainly up there. Um, and then the high jump and uh, pole vault as well. Right. So they're going to have. Uh, some field event points uh, to complement what they have distance wise. The hurdler uh, graduate. Hurdler graduated. So the, 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 the girls is maybe a little like the boys may take 60. The girls, I don't think will get anywhere near 60. So the girls, the girls in track is going to kind of mirror like the girls in cross country and the boys in track may kind of mirror the boys in cross country. Right. 
Yeah. It may be a little more even on the girls' side. It may not take quite the historic performance. Where on the boys' side, it, it took it took a lot more this year. Yeah. Which is the opposite of what it what it was last year on on boys and girls' side. Right. So Noblesville is a team. Another team to look at. Um, we mentioned them as a sort of resurgent group, and that would be Warren Central, right? Loaded on the sprint squad, uh, individual talent you know the relays are there uh, coaching is there the coaching so i you know you're gonna see and we haven't because of the events indoors but you know you know they're gonna have 300 hurdlers layla smith is back this year yeah. racing uh she was one of the best 300 hurdlers as a freshman uh coach's kid is going to be up there again right well so, you know you know my theory on 300 hurdles you on the are girl's you side are, very bullish on the 300 hurdles on the girl's side, yes. They're only 30 inches off the ground. You don't need to teach them to hurdle. Take your fast kids, take your fast girls, and put them in the hurdles. The boys are 36 inches off. You got to you gotta know how to hurdle there. Yeah. 30 inches, two and a half feet. There you go. And here. No, no one has leveraged that more over the last 20 years, <laughs> leveraged that better than Warren Central. Yeah. So I think that they're going to be up there again. I think, like you mentioned last year, um, a down year for for the standard that uh, they set, as you had mentioned. Um, but I think they're healthy, it appears, and back at it. So uh, they will be really strong. Warren Central Warriors, the pride of the East Side, as they are known. Um, and then the third team uh, is is the Carmel Greyhounds, the team that I'm a part of. Uh, shout out. Shout out. I you know, we, we being Carmel, um, you know, we're, we're sort of in the mix going into the state meet and, and needed some, some more help that didn't happen. Uh, but uh, relays will be there, uh, you know, runner all, up. All four back from the four by eight, all, all four, four back. back from the four by four, two scores back three from the, the open Three quarter. of the four back from the four by four, but others. Oh are. yeah, you're right. Um, and then, you know, you look at a couple of these open events, 400, you know, the runner up last year, plus a girl who was fourth, right? So two eight, in the top eight. four returning, sorry, eighth, uh, but we'll be back. Uh, and then uh, the 200 is a possibility as you look through the the leaderboards, um, Emily Norris, a sophomore, is near the top in the 200. Uh, she's running really well in the 60. Could she make it in the 100? You know, again, what does that translate to the, the four by one for a couple other pieces? Uh, a school of 5,400 kids. Can you find four fast ones? Yeah. And can you teach them how to hand the baton off? Can you get them to long Right jump? to left, left to right, right to left. Right. One fast kid to long jump. So um, anyway, long way out, but I Carmel would be in the, in the conversation there. So... I, I did – I want Carmel to win the state championship and the boys and the girls. Obviously. So if you're like, oh, this is so biased, like, yeah, okay, cool. Hit the skip ahead go. and we'll talk about, you know, Netflix in the last two minutes here. Um, but I did devil's advocate for the Carmel boys, so I, I'll do it for the girls too. This has kind of been the case for us a lot of these years on the girls' side, which is when you have that many kids in your school and you have good coaching and a good culture, you tend to produce a good track team and a lot of good kids. 
but good kids don't win you the state championship in track because to win the state championship in track, you need to score 40, sometimes 50, uh, or in the case of the, the Northrop team back in the early O's, like 92 points because Concordia had like 88. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're going to need at least 40, probably 50 points to win. And that doesn't happen by having a lot of – in cross country, you win with depth. You've got a lot of good kids, and they add up your top five team places. Right. It feels like Carmel – I remember Julia Lano saying this about a lot of her HSC teams in the past. Um, this is prior to when they won the state championship, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Like, Carmel has a lot of good kids, and it's going to be a lot of, like, the fifth – 13th or 15th best kids or the or the, the eight you're the eighth best kid in your event on that day and you get a medal and it's it's great and you go up there and i i never did it uh you go up there and you get a medal and uh congratulations that's two points right team gets two you're points. four you're four percent of the way there yeah we're gonna need we're gonna need 24 more of those types of performances to get you there and you know brownsburg carmel Hamilton Southeastern, these are the schools that are dying for relays to be worth double because you're much more likely to have a top place in relay when you have that kind of enrollment. Um, right. But that's that's not quite the case yet. And that, you know, Carmel could win the four by four and finish in the top five and the four by eight, again, 15. You're maybe a third of the way there. Um, well, but there yeah. is the, you know, the top, the top returner in one event. Um, but that that that's kind of in a way kind of like the boys team that yeah man you might have 10 boys break two minutes and run under 430 but we're only going to score the kids that that finish in the top nine yeah so those are my three teams there on the uh girl side to watch right noblesville warren central and carmel you got any you got any bonus any bonus teams that strike your fancy I got two girls bonus teams. Yeah, let's do it. You just talked about point totals and what it takes to win. And typically 40 is that sort of benchmark that we've discussed. But sometimes... Wait, let me guess. Is it Park Tudor? Well, we, we could look at that. Okay, so um, no, it's not Park Tudor. But we could run some numbers there. Sometimes uh, it doesn't quite take 40. Sometimes upper 30s gets it done in rare occasions as happened in the 2021 season at Ben Davis. We were there. We called we it for there. the IHSA. Yeah, which uh by the way Indiana Runner will be on the call for the HSR finals, right? Both Can't uh, wait, me and you doing small school. Uh listen to your boys uh talk about the small schools in the <laughs> Big afternoon. guys small school. Yeah. Um, not that not that big though. Pretty thin. Oh. We just yeah, we talked about that too. We're, we're getting thinner. Um, if that were to be the case, I got two rival private schools not far from one another. Kids who went to grade school together, Alto, who uh, well, you know that or they went to the nearby public school and then ended up going there. Um, cathedral, big, big public school guy here. Yeah, Cathedral uh, being one of them, right? They were those state champions that I mentioned from twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, they're going to have a strong four by four. You look at that leaderboard right now, there are three cathedral girls listed. And then um, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but their girl Grace Bragg has been on an absolute tear this winter. Pretty sure she'll give you at least a solid 
four by four leg, probably much better than solid. So they got four and a pretty good four by four right there. They've got one of the best pole vaulters in the region. Uh, she is by far the best in the state, the top returner in Kaylee Swart, um, who is like 13-5, I believe, so far this winter. If that is just off the cuff there, I think that's right. Um, and then she'll, back- she'll score. I mean, yeah, she'll score. She'll score and she'll, I mean, you she'll know, be, like, she'll be way up uh, yeah. barring some, something traumatic. She'll, she'll be way up there. Yep. And then, you know, back to, back to brag here, you know, could she, could you get a couple points in, 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 in the distance side, she right? Could. So she could be know, eighth or ninth in the 800. Cool. She's eight or nine to 800. She's a part of a really strong four by four. You got pole vault. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see what else could happen. Yeah, her could, her value could be four six points. Yeah. So again, we're not a team that's going to get north of 40, but they didn't need that back in 21 and they were able to take the title home. A team that is also similar. And I talked about as a rival down the road, Bishop Chittard, right? Uh, Past several years, they have had a really good four by four. And as we can tell, that seems to be the case again, coming into this year. Plus they have the best, uh, distance runner on the girl side in Indiana and in Lily Cridge. Uh, so she's someone who, again, we talk about could a distance athlete score big points and multiple events, the state meet It's very unlikely. However, she, she could, she could, uh, she's definitely one of the small number of kids who, who could do it. Um, and her teammate as well, the freshman Julia score, um, who who is a all stater there in cross country this past fall? She uh, could score big points as well, and again, she would have the ability to to, to probably score and big in one and maybe a couple in the other or what have you. So again, not a team that's going to score well above forty, but should uh, you know be in the conversation if if it's upper thirties that it takes to win. You want to do fantasy track? Let's do fantasy. Okay. Tell me the rules. Let's go. Here's what we're doing. Buckle in. We do a lot of podcasts. Every podcast that Taylor and I do, we're going to end it. We're each going to pick one boy and one girl. I've got an Excel spreadsheet up right now on one of my computers. Okay. I'm going to track this. At the end of the season, so we're going to get whoever picks first for the boys, the other person picks first for the girls. We pick one athlete each, one boy, one girl. Okay. At the end of the season, we're going to take those athletes that we pick, add up the points they score at the state meet. Are we going to agree that relays are worth one fourth? Okay, that was going to be a question. Okay. So if you win the relay, you get two and a half. Okay. If you get ninth, one point for your team, you get a quarter of a point. Is that those okay. are the rules, right? Sounds. I agree. Okay. Sounds good. Because there is an actual, you could figure out replacement value. We're not going to do that. You're not going to talk about replace my replacement value theory later on. Okay. So you're irreplaceable though. My book, buddy. Uh, do you, it's a boy's first year. Do you want the first pick for the boys? The first pick for the one, you know, first pick for boys or first, you know, first pick for boys or second pick. If you get second pick, you take first pick for the girls. Uh, I'm going to take the first pick for the girls. Okay, so I get the first. Hey, time out. We're going to then combine our boys and girls points. Correct. After Correct. Okay. Yes, okay. I'm going to take first pick for the girls. Okay, so I'm going to take the first pick for the boys. Uh, being the coach of one of the boys that puts me in an awkward position, 
but uh, I guess it's easier if I don't take the kid on my own team. So I'm going to take uh, Nair Nuwash Campbell. Okay. Good pick. From Plainfield. So that would give you the second pick in the boys. And then well, next time we'll flip. You'll get the first pick in the boys, and I'll get the first pick in the girls. All right. So then that means with my first overall pick, I am taking the sophomore from Heritage Christian. Give me all those points, Kaya Crook, who will be showing up, I'm sure, in four okay. events on that uh, Saturday in June. And uh, that'll be exciting for her. So give me Kaya Crook from Heritage Christian, please, sir. For the girls. For the girls. Okay. So then I get the second pick on the girls. Yes. Okay. You made it very easy on me, sir. I'm going to take Hadley Lucas, who was a thrower from Bloomington North. And last year, she won both of her events at the state meet. All right. She's still in high school. Yes. Confirmed. She's still in high school. Okay. I, I would confirm that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who do you want from the boys' side for the second pick? Well, with the and second. No, you, you could take whoever you want because you if you want to save somebody for later, you do get the first pick next podcast which will be i don't know when we'll the do boys side a couple two three weeks from now yeah, yeah so on the boys side who do you want okay um with my first boys pick uh i'm going to take uh jalen reeves lyle from warren central okay what what uh you want to tell us about him what does he do yeah, well, um, let's take a look at the leaderboard here right now. He is one of the top guys, one of two under seven seconds in the 60, right? He's a senior there. He is also uh he has also gone 22-5-0 in the 200. Um, so you know, again, if you're noticing a little pattern here, I'm building up some explosive points uh on on my team here before we get to some of the other events. So um, sure planning for him to be in a couple things uh, again that Friday in June. All right. So I took with my boys pick, I took Nair Nuwash Kim, who's a sprinter from Plainfield. He won the 400 last year at the state meet and scored in the 200. I took Hadley Lucas from Bloomington North. She scored in the disc and the shot, and she yep. scored by winning them, which is a good way to score. That is good scoring right you there. You took Kaya Crook from Heritage Christian, who's good at every event. There's 16 of them. She could do any of them. I, I would love to see her do as many as possible. She'd be tired, but she could do she could do well in all of them. And yep. you took Jalen Reeves-Lyle from Warren Central. Correct. Who's a sprinter. Yes. And then I will take a different boy, my first pick, next time. I'll be here. Yeah. Stay you tuned. may maybe you'll maybe you'll just randomly see him at your job. I might just have week. to bump into him in the hallway. He he may be coming back from down under. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, because Crawfordsville is a little bit farther south. Though. You're talking about Hayden Nagel, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you told me he's going to take 13 seconds off every time he every, runs. Oh, how could I not pick this? Kid? I didn't tell you he was going to do that. I just said if he did that. Uh, if I did rewind this podcast, wait, 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 said this kid was going to yeah, do let's, it. Let's not bring up. Let's not bring up OJ Simpson. That's the only time you've ever had. We've ever had to cut anything out of the podcast. Misunderstood hero. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. All right. Holy thanks, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, 
we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Hey, uh, go Hounds! Go Hounds! I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.